Hi everybody, you're listening to 15 in 15, a short series of podcasts commissioned by the Association of Contextual Behavioural Science to promote Worldcon 15 coming up this year in Sevilla in Spain. My name's Richard Bennett and I'll be doing 15-minute interviews with some of the movers and shakers from this year's conference in the service of helping you get the most out of it. For this episode, I spoke to Roger Biadaga, one of this year's invited speakers. We spoke about his background, his research interests, his contribution to this year's conference, and he even gave us a few tips about how to get the most out of a trip to Spain. Listen up and hear what he had to say. Okay, so hi Roger, thanks very much for joining me. Thank you, I'm really excited to be here. I wonder if a good start would be just to tell the listeners something about you um, in terms of your role and your, and your background. So I studied psychology in, in Barcelona, in Spain. In, uh, uh, I finished in around 2001, I think. And uh, at some point I decided that I wanted to um, pursue academic academia and I was geared towards clinical psychology and I was uh, I was very excited I, I really enjoyed clinical work and and then I learned about uh, acceptance and commitment therapy and um, and functional analytic psychotherapy it really resonated with me uh, in terms of uh, my background in, in behavior analysis and and radical behaviorism and so you know after that I I decided to apply for some scholarships to to go to the U.S. and work with uh, Steve Hayes. I didn't get any scholarship, but luckily the program at the University of Nevada, Reno, uh, offered me as, um, you know, a, a stipend, and I was able to to get my PhD from uh, the University of Nevada, Reno, uh, with uh, with Steve Hayes as my mentor. And so from there, you know, here I am. Um, it's been intense, uh, kind of a, uh, 11 years, uh, I guess, since I moved in to the U.S. Cool. So, so you're working at Duke University, is that right? I I found the an opportunity to work here at the University uh, Duke University, uh, developing uh, M Health uh, interventions for uh, people with uh, addiction, and it was a perfect fit. And uh, my wife and I, Jennifer, uh, and the two my our, our two young toddlers, twins twin toddlers, we decided they didn't make a decision, you know. But I'm pretty sure they. Uh, they like the choice, and and so we decided to come here, and we've been here for six months. So it's been a, a relatively short period of time that I've been here in the in North Carolina. Great, and so I mean, I guess a number of people are going to be aware of your work. You've uh, you've published a lot of papers, and you've been involved in a lot of. Um, uh, kind of contemporary developments around digital media, but uh, in case there's people out there that don't know of some of the things you've done, what would be the edited highlights in terms of the um, the, the act-related uh, things that you've contributed? So early on, I did a lot of work with uh, trying to develop a better theoretical understanding of perspective taking and implications of that process in terms of empathy and and how people connect with each other and. We came up with a model that we call flexible connectedness, and we've been doing. We have a few uh, studies uh, uh, outlining or supporting that model. And so the other area, most recently, that I've been uh, expanding and working on is um, the area of trying to translate the digital, uh, sorry, face-to-face interventions into a digital format. I've been doing that using uh, CBS principles and. And that's an area that I'm really excited about because, you know, we like it or not, digital technology and uh, it's here to stay. 
And a lot of a lot of us interact with digital media uh, on a daily basis. Like right now, we are talking through the internet, and so there's a lot of um, development that we I think that needs to happen in that area uh, in terms of uh, developing um, interventions that are have high quality and that really are, are true to the, uh, those principles in, in acceptance and commitment therapy that we use on a daily basis. You sound like a busy guy. Uh, a little bit busy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just to add to your schedule, so you've been invited to uh, speak at uh, the ACBS Worldcon 15 uh, in Sevilla. Um, I wonder if you could give us uh, a kind of a brief glimpse into what you'll be what you'll be doing at the conference. The, I'm going to giving I'm going to be giving a talk, and I think I haven't formulated very well exactly what I'm going to be saying. But I think I'm going to be describing <laughs> is it's a few months from now. I think I'm going to be describing uh, my work the best that I can, um, and um, I will try to give a, an overview of the different areas that I've been working, collaborating with, with colleagues. And at the end of that, I think I would like to give a little bit my my take on uh, the directions that the CVS community could take on. And I think that's that's essentially what I would like to try to accomplish during that, that time that I have. Would you be able to say um, maybe just one idea that you have about the, the future directions? Because that sounds interesting. I think we are we're a growing community and of clinicians and academics. Um, I think CVS is becoming more of a, of a mainstream than a, uh, you know, when I started, I'm a charter member of ACVS and I started in, I think it was 2005, I was member 616, around that. And I think right now we're, you know, in the thousands of members. It's been 11 years since then. And I've had the, the opportunity to witness the, the growth of the community. I think when I started, I think we, we just had a website. And I remember Steve gave me the, you know, access to the website so that I could load and you know, upload some of the um, uh, papers. And so I, I had the opportunity to witness the, the growth of the community. I also served as associate editor of the journal and we were uh, five members at the time. You know, my role was, uh, you know, serve as associate editor, but also uh, find an actual publisher for the journal because we didn't even have a publisher. So I think the community has grown a lot, and I think I think it's important to think about where we should be going in terms of how can we integrate our um, clinical and and academic community in a way that. We support each other. Maybe there's a little bit of um, a need for that. Yeah, I guess it feels as we as we grow bigger and bigger and bigger that that need for cohesion and ways of thinking about that. You know, that really does require some careful thought in order that you don't lose some of the things that are really great about the community as it stands. Yeah, I think so. Um, and you know, it's a challenge, right? Because the bigger the community gets, um, and there's um, I think we need to find a way to have to find a, a common interest that that drives us, um, and and sometimes you know that common interest needs to be very pragmatic. I mean, you've been around the community a long time. I, I wonder though, there may be someone out there that's that's only just joined the community or even thinking about joining the community. You know, maybe someone who's never been to a, an ACBS conference. I wonder what would you say to them about um, 
why you should come? You know, what's what's so great about an ACBS conference? I think it's a very special community. Uh, I think uh, one thing you could find is that it's, it's very values-based in the sense that we uh, we deeply care about um, our uh, why we're doing what we're doing. You know, as our work as clinicians or as, as researchers or uh, someone who works in you know administration, any other any kind of area of, of service. You know, you kind of see that in people who be, uh, belong and attend the conference, and 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 this this kind of uh, deep sense of, of being connected to the, what they care about. You know, versus being there just because you know it would, might be professionally good for them, or because it might look, look good in, in on, a, on a CV or on the books or whatever. Having said that, the other aspect that I think is very unique uh, to ACVS conferences is that you get that um, nurturing. Uh, mix of uh, people interested in philosophy of science, uh, people interested in uh, a variety of research methods, you know, uh, not just clinical trials, but also single case trials, um, correlational studies, and analog studies. There's a, there's a broad range of diversity of, of research that is presented at ACVS, including, you know, RFT research. And that's very unique. And at the same time, you have workshops and uh, and you have clinical trainings, and 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 you're you're kind of a, you know a milieu of uh, different disciplines or different different areas of focus, and I think that's very unique. I think I don't think you you see a lot of that in in other conferences. You know, in my experience, I um, since I graduated, I've been because of my my work is quite interdisciplinary. I've been going to um, many many different conferences over the last five years. You know, from tech conferences, other conferences more focused on um, design or addiction or psychiatry or and um, what we have at ACVS I think is quite unique unique yeah I mean, it certainly echoes my experience of conferences uh, ACVS conferences that the just just the sheer breadth of what's on offer from everything from the really kind of hardcore science to um, very heartfelt um, clinical work everything in between absolutely um, just finally, um, before we sign off, I, I can't let this pass. Seeing as you're a you're a native of Spain, um, you studied in Barcelona, is that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I guess there's going to be a number of people who've never been to Spain before. So uh, what would you say? What, what are we going to get the most out of a, a trip to Spain? What does Sevilla have to offer us? And any tips from uh, a man in the know? Yeah. So I'm really excited to go to Seville to begin with. I first time I was in Seville was. I think in uh, 2001 or 2002, and I went for actually a CBT conference, and uh, it was just um, a great experience. And I think um, I encourage you to think about to, to go to Spain and do your best effort to really appreciate the sounds, the smells of the city, this kind of vibrant um, uh, uh, culture that, you know, appreciates joy and food and and, and living, you know. Uh, and you get that in Seville and in Andalusia a lot. I, yeah, I think that's what I would say, you know, really open yourself up to, 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 to uh, experience a culture of Spain because um, we are very welcoming people and um, we have a sense of vitality that um, 
is um, is very natural in us, you know, and, and genuineness. Listen, Roger, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Thanks very much for, for doing this. And uh, so here goes. Uh, nos vemos en Sevilla. Nos vemos. Hasta luego. Chao, chao.